Big Stories of the Day Hashtag SAFM Sunrise So, you know, we've been talking about COVID and all sorts of other diseases, but uh, it seems that in 2021, the World Health Organization believes that around 304,000 people in our country actually contracted tuberculosis. Now, you often contract TB from being in an enclosed space. That's one of the reasons why people in prisons are often so at risk. But there's also a concern that it could actually be happening in schools, that TB may be circulating in schools. Dr. Graham Hodenot is the social science lead at the Desmond Tutu TB Centre in the Department of Pediatrics and Child Care at the University of Stellenbosch. Dr. Hodenot, good morning. Morning, Stephen, and to the listeners. Thank you very much. Where is TB circulating in our society then? I mean, we've always known prisons, but where else in our society? Is schools really at risk? Yes. So I have to say that TB is a problem in schools for three reasons. Firstly, because underlying children and adolescents face various challenges to their immune system functioning, and that puts them at a higher risk for progressing from TB infection to TB disease. As you said, each year, approximately 300,000 people develop TB disease in our country, and many of them are children. And for everyone, TB is the leading cause of death in South Africa. It should be our priority. The one is an underlying um, risk of, of the people who are exposed in schools. Um, secondly, children who develop TB disease um, are often excluded from schooling for far longer than is needed. Um, and that, along with TB-associated stigma, has long-term negative consequences. Think about repeating grades, social isolation, your reduced chances of finding a job, and so on. But thirdly, um, because classrooms themselves can be a place where TB transmission occurs. Now, the extent of this is not known. In a recent study by Dr. Bunyasi and, and colleagues, um, they measured how many TB bugs are circulating in the air in secondary school classrooms, and they found that the levels were com- comparable to those in the TB sections of primary care clinics. So what do we need to do then? I mean, there's a lot that we need to do clearly around the structures that our children inhabit, and also how we manage tuberculosis when they're contracted. Absolutely. Um, so... As a reminder to the listeners, like uh, COVID, TB transmission happens when someone who has TB breathes the TB bug, it floats around in the air, and someone else breathes it in. Now, most people in South Africa have breathed in a TB bug and therefore have been TB infected. Only some people are going to progress from TB infection to TB disease. And we need to address each step along the cascade of who's at risk and um, how we reduce their risk of progressing from infection to disease. So if we're talking about schools, um, if you're trying to address transmission risk, it's the same as in all other settings. It boils down to three things. Um, Firstly, appropriate infection prevention control measures. So that's ensuring that there's good airflow, um, keeping the windows open, wearing masks if appropriate so that you reduce the concentration of of TB bugs in the air. Um, The second is getting people who have TB disease diagnosed quickly um, because the sooner you can start treatment, treatment, the fewer bugs will be in your body, the fewer you will breathe out, and therefore the less infectious you will be for other people, and you will have better outcomes if you're diagnosed early. And thirdly, uh, if you can offer people who are TB exposed, that means they may be breathing TB bugs in, uh, TB preventive therapy, and, and this year the National Department of Health have changed the guidelines to make the people eligible for that TB preventive therapy um, greatly um, expanded who can uh, access that necessary preventive therapy. So much to do there, isn't there? Dr. Graham Hodenot, thank you. Social Science Lead at the Desmond Tutu Tuberculosis Centre.